Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are going to sit down with our dear friend, Leslie, from A Reseller's Passion. Leslie is a self-made entrepreneur who raised five children as a single mom. She's a reseller, a writer, a public speaker, and a very good friend and mentor to Lori and I. Yes, she is. We are so happy to have Leslie here with us, and we can't wait for you all to hear about her business model and how you too can create multiple streams of income outside of reselling. She is the master. Buckle your seatbelts, friends. You are about to be motivated and inspired by the lovely Miss Leslie. Hi, ladies. Wait, I can't even... (laughs) (laughs) I'm so humble. You almost have me in tears over here. I love (laughs) it. It's so nice to have you on. I feel like we even cut a few things out of the intro, Leslie, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) There's more. (laughs) Oh, I had to grow into all that. It it didn't, um, you know, (laughs) so many hats. It it feels so weird, but um, I am so happy to be here. I talk about you ladies all the time. I was just talking about you this morning and my love for you and how happy I am for you with this podcast. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> so we usually start with a little recap of the the week, Leslie, so we can kind of all just like chat a little bit before we dive into like the Leslie meat of this podcast. <laughs> um, so how's everybody doing this week? Is anything special going on? Do you want to start, Daniela? Sure, I'll start. Um, This week was actually pretty good. Uh, Work wasn't as crazy for me this week, which was nice. Um, There's some projects going on at work that don't involve me, which is always a nice thing. So I can kind of focus on my regular job and what I have to do. Uh, I also launched my YouTube channel this week, which is so great. Yay, that's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, that was the biggest highlight of the week is that I launched YouTube and I'm glad I, I finally did it. I mean, I've wanted a YouTube since... 2005 when I graduated high school. So I finally, I finally did it. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun and it it comes easy to me. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. I have no direction and no plan. I'm just going to film and see what happens. That's the best thing to do is to just get it going. You got to get started. And if that, I think you've been wanting to scratch that itch for a very long time, Daniela, and I'm happy you finally took the plunge. Yeah. So tell everybody what the name of your YouTube channel is. So right now it's just Daniela Malkasian. It's my name, but the, the theme of the YouTube channel is the Chronicle Chronicles of a reseller. So um, I left it just as my name because that's just the way my channel was set up to begin with. Um, And I didn't really feel like going around and changing it. So, um, so it's a little personal in that aspect, but it's the Chronicles of a reseller and it's just going to be everything about not just uh, reselling. So there'll be some thrifting and some reselling related content, but also be about lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. food workouts, um, you know, shopping, family life, all that kind of stuff. And then entrepreneurship, because it's basically what I am at this point as an entrepreneur. I'm not just a reseller. So I kind of want to incorporate a little bit of everything in there. Well, that is exciting. And Leslie, you've been, I've been seeing you hitting YouTube hard lately too. Mm -hmm. I've been loving it. Yeah, the funny thing about that is people were asking me to create YouTube content, and it really was where I started before I started giving all my attention to Instagram. I just felt that it was more of an audience on Instagram for me, mm-hmm. and it depends on you know how you look at it. Because of my growth on Instagram, now I feel a little bit more comfortable putting myself out there on YouTube. 
But then I'm like Daniela in terms of the name of my business. My whole brand is representative of who I am. A reseller's passion is everything that I'm passionate as a reseller. So I'm not just identified as, oh, Leslie, the reseller. I'm passionate about so many things. So that's what I'm trying to relay in my videos. And then also I kind of felt like not intimidated, but I didn't feel like there was an area for me because I'm not really um, a person who does like hauls and things like that. I'm more educational. So I think the community was not really receptive, but now people are really looking for information on how to go further instead of just what can I buy now? How can I grow beyond reselling and make some additional money? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Leslie. And I think the other thing too, and I say it in my first video, is that everyone learns differently. So having a YouTube channel gives people that visual to see you and they feel like they're interacting you on a more personal level than just words on Instagram post. Exactly. And, you know, the podcast is personal as well because people can hear you, but when people can put a face and the expressions to the voice, it, it changes it for a lot of people. Definitely. Even in last week's episode, when Daniela and I wanted to explore online um, shopping and for reselling purposes, we were like, how can we bring this to life on a podcast? Because it's, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not necessarily, it is more of a visual thing, but we made it work, but it, it is a different, you're approaching things differently when you're on Instagram, when you're on YouTube and when you're in a podcast as now we all know. So it's, it's really nice to have all the bases covered there and you'll have people who are really in tune with your podcast and that's kind of where they'll stay and people who are so excited to see you on YouTube and they'll make the transition over and you know, you have different audiences and then you'll have your loyal people who are across all platforms which is really well, definitely well because that's how we were introduced to you Lori through your YouTube <laughs> right right which is crazy and and I'm always fascinated by how huge reselling is but then what a small world it is actually the community and how we can connect in you know, it's amazing to me to have, you know, friends in Washington and California and Arizona and Delaware, Leslie, and, you know, and then, you know, Rhode Island, Danielle is like my neighbor in terms Basically. of you know, location, <laughs> but it's really fun how this community can bring us together. Definitely. So Lori, you had something fun go on, going on this week with your boxes that you created and you had a little YouTube series on it. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah, I can go over that really quickly. Um, that I, I just, I did the Marie Kondo method in my personal closet and really unloaded just an enormous amount of stuff in an effort to clean and declutter my mind and my space. And, um, you know, obviously source for some inventory as we are all doing during shelter in place. So I had that as like the first part of the series. And then I was looking at this enormous pile of clothing and feeling <laughs> super overwhelmed, <laughs> like super overwhelmed. Like, what am I going to do with this? And a lot of the stuff I was getting rid of it because like Marie Kondo says, it, it wasn't bringing me joy. And typically I source items that also bring me joy. So I was like, well, these aren't necessarily things I would have picked up to sell. I'm kind of over a lot of these. Some of them were beautiful, but they just didn't fit me anymore. But anyways, I decided to do um, bundle boxes. So they weren't mystery boxes. They were, I called them L BF boxes, Lori's Boston found boxes. And I did just like a little YouTube video and I had a box already pre-done and I just held up the items in the box and said, this is box number one. And these are old Navy items, sizes medium through extra large. And I held up the box and 
when I did the listings on Poshmark, I just took one picture of the five to seven items in the box and every box was $30. And so I had the video and then the next day I started posting the boxes and yeah, it was really great. And then $2 from every box went to the Resiliency Fund of Boston, which is kind of the bigger thing that I'm focused on right now. Um, I've raised, as of this morning, it was like $166. I'm just running it for the entire month of April, where $2 from every purchase will go towards the Resiliency Fund, and then $5 from every bundle will go. So um, yeah, so that's in motion. And the boxes did well. I sold like 13 in the within the first like 12, 13 hours, and then I still have three left. So I may just delete those and filter them into my sales, or I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with the last three boxes, discount them. I don't know, but it was fun. It was fun and it moved a lot of product really fast, which was my goal. So yes. That's yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. And it was nice. You know, I didn't really do it as a reseller's box because I don't really know if people would want to resell this stuff, but it was basically just like inexpensive clothing for people to enjoy themselves or resell up to them. But yeah, so now I'm just prepped all day this morning. I've just been binging on the Ozarks. Is anybody watching the Ozarks? No, I'm not. Oh, no, <laughs> so no. But it really passed the time while I was, cause I'm going to do a dress haul when we hang up, I'm going to film a dress haul um, from the other half of my closet. And um, yeah, we're going to go from there. Nice. So Leslie, what have you been up to this week? Um, I'm a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually took a couple days off this week just Good. to just inhale um, more than anything else. I'm always running. I always have so much that I'm doing. So I actually really have to give myself permission to take some time off. It's easier for me to overwork myself now because I don't have children at home. So I can run around all day, go to bed when I want to. But after a while, my body's like, you know, you really have to relax. Your mind has to relax. So this week, I've been painting a lot of jeans and shorts. I'm so glad you're talking about this. It's so pretty. It's so awesome. It. It's taking me back to the things that I used to do. So I love, I've always painted. I love to work in different mediums where you'll, it, the video that I just released, which is like a day in a life, um, I just talked about some of the things that I've been doing all week long and I crochet and paint. I paint jeans, I paint paintings, I, you know, I do so much. And so I want to make money and I had all these jeans and all this inventory. So I said, you know what? I already have the paint. I already have the brushes. Let me just do that. And I didn't do it intentionally to sell. And just the community was like, oh, these are beautiful. So I said, you know what? Let me list them. And the cool thing about listing on different places I was able to list on my own website on mm -hmm. Etsy and on Poshmark. Right. And they sold on Etsy, like full price, you know. Wow. No awesome. And so I said, you know what, let me just paint some more and put them out there. That I already had the jeans. And then I told Thomas that I sold these jeans for $60. So next thing I know, he brings me a bin full of jeans and I chose 20 pair and I went in and picked some distressed shorts that didn't sell from last year. And I started painting those as well. And wow. now the community is like painting, you know, one of the ladies in my group is painting and she just opened up an Etsy store. So it's a lot of it's motivational and inspirational to other people mm -hmm. to show them that they can do other things too. So I think that's really what my whole platform is to show them that you can take what you already have and make it into something because you can, if you really sit back and think about it. 
No. And it's so nice to see two things you're passionate about come together and make money. Like I, I always say, I love when it's a win-win and that's like yeah. a win-win-win. <laughs> you liked yeah. it, you're passionate yeah. and you're making yeah. money. And it's nice to see it sell on Etsy because I think a lot of people struggle with that platform. Yeah. And it's so nice because, and that's a very Etsy-ish type of yeah. sale, right? Because it's creative and it's handmade and Exactly. Beautiful. Even though it's jeans, you can sell, but Etsy's my first love. That's the first platform. I sold there for eight years. I was a crochet designer. So it's not new to me. Mm-hmm. I just started kind of venturing, you know, vintage in November and it's been, well, you know, paying off a little bit. It's not a big deal because I already had those items, but then I said, you know what, I'm already there. So digital products sell there. So a lot you can do on Etsy and that's what I try to show people. So I, I have taken my two loves. I was a crochet designer and I was a baker and I turned both of those into businesses when I was a stay-at-home mom. So it can be done, you know. I think that's the beauty of, you know, having your own business and your own brand is you can branch out to different areas. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself into just one one thing, which I think is super important to remember. So Leslie, let's talk about how we all met because Mm -hmm. I think that adds a little context to everything, right? So (laughs) um, I met Leslie and Lori both online. Lori, I had, I was watching Lori's YouTube videos as we discussed before, and we connected through Instagram. And the same with Leslie. I was happened to hop on Instagram one night, and I don't remember if it was Bill and Tori um, who posted that they were going to be watching your live on Instagram, something like that. I hopped on, I started watching Leslie, was instantly hook and, hooked and in love with Leslie, started following her, messaged her, and the rest is history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. She messaged me and um, <laughs> exactly, a, a true love was formed and a, yeah. a friendship was formed. And then she sent me a message and said, Are, do you know Lori? Have you ever seen Lori's YouTube? I was like, no, I don't know Lori. And she was really excited because you were from the area. Yeah. And that's how I got acquainted with Lori. Well, (laughs) and it's so funny because that meetup was in November. Yes. Yes. In November. And I had um, a previous engagement. And at first I wasn't able to go. And I was really disappointed because even though I was on YouTube and slowly starting to connect with people through social media and through my channel, I really hadn't like, I didn't have any in real life friends, like, or, or people that I talked to on a regular basis who weren't just kind of out there, you know, just right. somebody I, that popped into my DM. So I was really disappointed that I couldn't attend that first. And then when I could, it just like everything clicked. And that was actually the first time I met Daniela in person, right? Mm-hmm. Daniela? We yeah, didn't. That was, that was the first time. That was the very first time. And then we hung out in Daniela's car with Leslie and we chatted yeah. for a while afterwards. And I met Lisette and I met yeah. Jen from the Savvy Outfitter and Maria, like so many wonderful people that it just wouldn't have happened if that meetup didn't so occur. Let's- and that was yeah, all because, because of you, Leslie. Oh, well, let's tell everybody how the meetup came. Being yeah, right. yeah, I was just going to say that. So this, for people that don't know, um, Leslie had an idea to do a meetup. Um, she, I don't know how you decided to do Massachusetts first. Was it because they were just... It, it was it because was, of you. Uh, it was because of me. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. It, you, you were my main... I tried to find places where people I knew that I had a connection with, and I had a connection with you in that area. So you started off my idea to come to the, the Maryland area. 
So Leslie came to Massachusetts and we had this great meetup um, and we, Leslie recorded a podcast episode. We were all in our hotel room and we recorded an episode there and then we went out to eat and met with some other resellers and it was just a really great, great networking experience. And it was just, yeah. it was fun. It was laid back. It wasn't, you know, anything specific. It wasn't Poshmark related. It wasn't eBay related. It was just a bunch of people getting together with similar interests. Um, and I still, to this day, have never been to a posh and sip. So that was like the closest I had ever come to a posh and sip. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was so nice to meet people, but it was still informal enough, but it, it, it really, it did the job. We met some great people. And I also think with that meetup, um, there's so much representation on the West coast, I feel. Yeah. And there just wasn't like, I just felt like there was, I think that's part of my channel was like, Hey, we got to get some information out about the Boston bins in Delaware. Like I, there was so much out about, uh, LA and there's such a great group of people over there, but like, I'm like, where are my new England people at? I know they're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm definitely all about community. And that was my goal. And you ladies hit that nail on the head when you were like, especially Lori, it wasn't about Poshmark. It wasn't about any other platform. It was about resellers coming together. And that's what I think is really important for people to understand that it doesn't have to be one or the other. We're all one community. And that's always my goal with the community building that I do. So Leslie, some people that are listening might not know your story and who you are. Um, so can you give a brief little introduction as to how you got started, why reselling, and where you are now in your in your journey. Sure. Real quick, I'm Leslie Tucker, originally from Philadelphia. I live in Delaware, and I raised five children, and I married my husband, Thomas, who is Posture Dude X on the Poshmark app, and he also sells on eBay and now Macari. And when we got married, we put together 10 children. And so when I met Thomas, he was already retired firefighter, and he was reselling. So when we got married and moved together, I was working full-time, and he was not, but he was reselling and doing that full-time. And so I just said to him, show me what you do so that we can build a connection of something that we know we have in common that'll keep us, like, solidified. And so he taught me some of the basics. I chose the Poshmark app, and he was still selling on eBay, and now... And then I went on eBay and he came on Poshmark because of that relationship. And so um, two years later, I left my job. So that was in 2016. I started selling on Poshmark mm -hmm. and I left my job in 2018 to become a full-time seller. And that was in August. And then by December, I was very, very lonely. So in January, 2019, I started looking for people out there. I knew there were other people like me because my friends could not understand. They thought I was going crazy leaving my job and all of that. So I had to find someone that could I could connect with. And that was my goal. So in January of 2019, I put out my first YouTube video and said, hey, I'm Leslie Tucker. I'm 50, 49 years old. And every, the rest is history. Then I started building Instagram. And this is how I've met literally the 15,000 people <laughs> that I know today. So Leslie, I cannot believe it was January of 2019. Yes, I had 522 followers or community members, and now I'm up to 5,500. In like a year and three months. Yes, wow. exactly. And the podcast didn't even get started. It'll be a year old, the 29th of this month. So it's oh, amazing. congratulations. That's exciting. <laughs> wow.
Hi everyone, Lori here. Daniela and I hope that you're enjoying today's episode of Thrifter's Villa. We are so excited that today's episode is being sponsored by Podcorn, like popcorn with a D. (laughs) Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform and collaborate with brands directly. When we were looking for sponsorships, we knew Podcorn was the perfect fit for us. Like Daniela and I, many of our listeners are entrepreneurs, and it is so exciting to know there is a marketplace where we can choose potential business partners with a mission or products that are in alignment with our own business plan. For a small growing podcast like Thrifter's Villa, we feel very fortunate to have access to a platform like Podcorn. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency and creative freedom, which we love. Be sure to click the link in our show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Now back to the show. That's awesome. I know. (laughs) She does a lot of different things. (laughs) Why Why don't you tell people what some of your streams of income are? Okay, so my first stream of income is definitely reselling, and I currently sell on Poshmark, Etsy, and I have some things floating around on Macari, and then I have a separate website, which is a resellerspassion.com, and that allows me to basically sell whatever I need to sell, which I, a digital products, I wrote an ebook in February called The Reseller Survival Guide, um, mm-hmm. The Practical Guide for Resellers, and I sell that as a digital product. I have some, I sell recipes, which is because I'm a um, a dessert baker by trade and I have other digital downloads I just started selling some wholesale products and let's see oh my gosh I do so much oh I just started a consultant business I belong to a couple groups that people invited me to and people were asking my advice and told me they would pay for my my time so now I um host zoom meetings people pay me for an hour or two hours of my time which is totally amazing to me and it's not reseller related it's for anyone who wants to start a business i help people develop business plans and um show them how to use instagram to build their business how to use pinterest how to start their own websites so it's been a really amazing to me um this whole journey i'm a crafter that is my by far my favorite thing to do painting crocheting just about anything. And um, yeah, that's a few streams. <laughs> that's So when did you start doing wholesale? Is that new, Leslie? It is new. And I started slow. I bought a few things um, on Amazon and actually a couple companies have reached out to me. I have not renewed my business license, so I don't know if I want to get big into it. Mm-hmm. I have just a few things on. I have two websites now. Um, I have a new brand called Am I Really Bald? So with that, I created a Weebly website because I wanted to try something different than Shopify. So I only have like um, cosmetic bags right now. I'm adding some journals and I have some bracelets. And then I have a couple other things that I'm going to be adding slowly, but I don't want to get crazy because I'm trying not to overwhelm myself, you know. But I also am doing that because of the times we're living in now. I feel like I was already preparing myself by Mm -hmm. adding these multiple streams and diversifying myself so that just in case something fell off, I would have something. And especially since I'm full-time, right? You know, that right. you have, have something. Because reselling, you know how it goes, the, the waves and flows of um, this business. So I'm creating some things that I know 
that I can control and having my own website is one of those big things. Daniela knows that because she's starting that process as well. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's interesting because I think some people in our community have never looked at doing other things besides selling clothing. And mm -hmm. I think this pandemic has been a real eye opener to a lot of people. And I think a lot right. of individuals felt sh like shock and scared and didn't know what to do and kind of frozen in place for a little bit because they had mm -hmm. no idea what direction to go in where you were able to just kind of pick up you know, to take a couple of days, figure things out and just pick up the pieces and go and run with whatever you have going on. Yeah. And I always encourage people, you know, I talk about that all the time is sometimes within ourselves, we don't think about what we're capable of, of doing, but I try to remind the community, just think like what you went to school for, even that alone can become a business in itself. If you speak another language, don't you know how much possibility that is? Mm -hmm. So if we really take time and just build a list and go off of that, there are courses to be made and it doesn't have to be reselling. So that becomes the taboo. It's like, oh gosh, you're charging for the reselling world. You can, if you want, if you're teaching something that people are willing to pay for, I wrote an ebook and I've sold them. So right. you just if you just think outside of yourself, and take a couple minutes because we do go into panic mode, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I raised five children with a little bit of money, and nothing can scare you. Know. <laughs> yeah, so and, and that's the truth. I, I and really honestly, that's the truth. Plus, it's also become like age, and I'm pretty sure you ladies can, you know, um, relate to that, especially Lori, a little closer to my age. Mm -hmm. Once you get like 50, it's like, yeah, everything's you know, whatever. I so, will say, Leslie, I feel like one of your biggest assets is that I just view you as somebody who is fearless, like you. Mm -hmm. You just pick up everything. Even like when, when you were at Poshmark, like you were just posting pictures with everybody. You said hello <laughs> to everybody. Your smile was just contagious. And honestly, I just find you to be a fearless person. And I think we can all kind of tap into that. And in, in, in a time where I think people are afraid, you kind of looking at the opportunity. And I, yeah. I do agree, people froze for a little bit. But I, I think a lot of people are getting creative now. I think it was like around St. Patrick's Day to like the end of March, I think was kind of that frozen period. <laughs> and now, you know, people are getting creative now, but I feel like you've always had that in you. But I, I have to a degree, just because how I grew up, I've had a lot of life challenges and I grew up in like a major city. I grew up in Philadelphia. So I've seen life and death and things like that. And so to a degree, things don't affect me, but the things that affect me the most are anything related to my little family, you know? Right. So when it comes to my children, when it comes to my husband, you know, that kind of stuff. But the outside world, I really don't, you know, um, let it bother me too much because life is life. You know, it's a process. We know eventually something's going to happen in our life that's going to be devastating. Mm -hmm. And so I try not to worry that far ahead and only work in the moments that I can control. And I try to tell people, you can only control you and your household. You know, mm -hmm. outside, we can't overwhelm ourselves. And that's what I try. I just, I've always been that way. Because if, if I did, I would be worrying for everyone else. I just have to worry about me. And now I don't have little ones. So it's a little bit easier. But I, as my children are adults, I still worry about them. It never more. stops. You never stop yeah. worrying about that's them. Yeah. 
and then they're out of your house. So in some cases you worry a little bit more because you lose that control because they're yeah. not under your roof, you know, anymore, but no, well, it's true. And son, yeah, he's in Korea. So I really get like, oh my, he's not, he, he's not on American soil. So it's How like, is he doing during he's, this he's, time? Like, what's the status over there? Well, he's actually doing well now. There was a moment within like literally three weeks when I had no idea where he was and what was going on. And then uh, uh, it's like accidentally I went to like Google and all of a sudden it popped up an article where his base just popped up and I don't know because it was maybe I searched before or something and literally his base was just infected and I was like okay I'm gonna chill I'm not gonna worry about it too much and I would send him a message and he wasn't responding and then more information came out it actually happened to be his exact unit and so more freakish and more freakish sending him messages and he wasn't responding. So I had to get myself into a place that, you know what, he's probably in the safest place because the military doesn't play. Right. right. And then, so finally he, um, <laughs> oh, excuse me. I happened to see him come on Instagram where it showed, you know how you could see where somebody was just active. And I was like, wait a minute, he was just active. And I sent him a message and said, are you okay? The next morning, three o'clock in the morning, his time, he called me and he was like, mom, one, I'm good. I want to let you know I'm okay. But I apologize. He had lost his phone, ladies. Oh. And so he lost his phone and he was like, mom, it was harder for me to get a new phone in Korea. It was a process. And he said, as soon as he loaded Instagram back on and Facebook back on, all my messages came through because oh. he uses, you know, Instagram and the, um, Facebook calling to call me instead of just from using Wi-Fi instead of using phone his phone credits or whatever and he just he called me at three o'clock in the morning just to let me know that he was okay and it was one in the afternoon our time or something so I had two girls here and I FaceTimed my other girls so I literally had my five children in a conversation so it really made me feel so much better in that moment so now it's it's good he's like yeah they're on lockdown he said they instantly over there just go and lockdown you're in your room, you're on, you know, um, you have to stay inside, make sure you have food and everything. And he said, he's fine. So Good. yes. Thank God for that. <laughs> wow. That must've been a scary time. Yes. And it's hard because he was supposed to come home literally in about four weeks and now they've extended it two months. So that's more of a challenge than anything else because it's been like two years now almost. So, but um, we're, we're working through it. Other families, and that's why I have to think about it. It's not just us. Other families go through this and they have been for hundreds of years. So I just, you know, as a mom, it's, I'm a mom, but then I know that he's like, again, one of the safest places that he could be. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, and, and so speaking of family, your daughter, Stacy is getting married. And what is her um, role in the reselling world? And how have you influenced her? And you know, which is funny, she's Stacy, and she is Peach Boutique on the Poshmark app. I didn't realize that I was influencing her to the point that she wanted to resell. Um, at one point, we did have three girls. We had our two teenagers were selling as well, but then they individually went to work. Um, in their fields for school. Mm -hmm. And so Stacy just said to me one day, mom, I'm, you know, oh, I, I'm selling now. She had been purchasing from the app and she says, I'm selling. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. She was already making YouTube videos. She has two YouTube channels and she was talking about beauty and things like that. And then she started another one, which is a, a vlog for she and her fiance, Jose. And um, she's a, a, a photographer. She takes phenomenal photos. So she was already doing some things 
and adding Poshmark to it actually helped and it helped her because she's quiet, um, a little shy. So that helped her a little bit. So anytime I went to a local Posh and Sip, I would take her. She was my co-host for all my Posh and Sips. So I wanted to make her as inclusive as possible so that she could meet people. And um, yeah, and then just recently she was, she got engaged last June. Um, Jose did it in Disneyland. Oh, <laughs> so fun. It was really, yes, it was really cool. Um, he knew someone there and they set everything up. He called me up and asked my permission. He showed me the ring ahead of time. So he's like really a nice guy. And so she was started selling and making money for the wedding. But then something happened at work. She was having some challenges and she decided to leave work. And so now she's a full-time reseller. Wow. I didn't realize yeah. she was full time. Yeah, yeah. Has the yeah. pandemic um, impacted? Did they have a wedding date set? They had a wedding date. It was in August. So they're going to postpone. Oh, okay. And I don't know where they're going from there. And I told them I would marry them because another um, income I have is I am ordained to perform <laughs> wedding. Oh Let's just add another one in there. <laughs> People laugh when I did it, but I like the Universal Life Church. I am ordained. I can wedding christenings. I'm not doing any funerals, but I will marry you. <laughs> For so sure. cool. So I told them to let me know if they wanted to do that just so that they could be married and then we'll work everything out for later. <laughs> that is so exciting. Leslie, I'm curious, is there one facet since since there is so much to who you are? Is there a favorite? Like, do you have a favorite? platform i i mean i know you have the biggest following on instagram but where like what is your comfort zone what is an area that you're stretching in right now and where do you see the future or or what do you what are you putting your most energy into well the funny thing lori is that i'm really stretching myself every single day and that's what i want people to really um understand is that even when it seems like I'm fearful and I, I'm not afraid of anything, I am. Daniela actually commented when I did that video when I was in, in Massachusetts. Remember that, Daniela? Yeah. And I made that video. That was like really powerful for me because I don't like to fly. I'm afraid from the time I get on until the time I get off. Mm. And so in order for me to grow, I have to do the things that I'm afraid of. So every day there's something that I'm afraid to do. But then at the other end of that, that's where the faith comes in. I've made it to the other side. So I'm like, wow, if I did this, now I can literally do anything that I want now that my children are older. So my goal, um, I have a goal, a, a top 2020 goal board. And one of the biggest goals that I have is to speak on five stages in front mm -hmm. of different size audiences. And I had been invited to four events, which have gotten canceled. So oh. that's the biggest thing for me to eventually become like a motivational speaker on a stage telling different stories that I have to share at wow. different parts of my life to different people, not just like, it doesn't have to be Poshfest, but just a women's organization or um, like I, my brother drowned and died when I was young. So I've been talking about that a lot lately and um, just anything that can, for people who to relate to, my, my youngest daughter had the condition called hydrocephalus. So she got a full scholarship to college. We just got more money. And they told me that she would never walk, never talk. And I advocated for her. And then I have another daughter who is on the autism spectrum. I've always advocated for her. So I want to talk to different audiences about different things because I can relate on so many
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply levels and and that's what I'm working on these days to get myself out there and I love how you said five stages like I think sometimes people have a hard time when they're goal setting and they may say they may make it super specific and sometimes that works for goal setting but I love that you said five stages like it could be a church it could be posh posh fest it could be a TED talk you know what I mean like and the sky's the limit right and I I think I actually applied to be um, a TED talk speaker and they got back to me they're they're not doing any right now because of this but that was one of my stages for this year incredible (laughs) yep awesome (laughs) I am motivated by you all the time oh thank you so I'm motivated by you two ladies I'm uh, in this whole community you just don't know how much I learn I'm so I tell people just stay teachable and also don't allow room for jealousy it may hit you for a second but then you have to realize your vision and your goal is in your why is different than other people so if you kind of stay focused on that then you'll learn so much instead of taking away what you don't have what can you take from that I learned from your videos Lori I learned from Daniela Daniela keeps me she hates me buzzing because she's always doing some stuff so <laughs> I like to dabble in different things <laughs> I, like I love to try it, different things all the time I just I can't I, I say it in my in my first YouTube video too like I will never stop it's not who I am I'm never going to change like I don't know how to be any other way I've always been this way. I've always just tried different things and some things I let go and I'm like, eh, okay, not worth it. And other things I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I can do this. Like, and I can do it really well. And there's, you know, no one like me doing this. So exactly. you have to think that way. Like you have to yeah. be optimistic and you have to be your own cheerleader in it all. And obviously the community is great and there's going to be people that support you, but if you need to be your biggest fan in it, exactly. in the, whole, in the whole picture. And I think that's, basically what you do for yourself too, Leslie, is that, you know, you push yourself to keep going. You are your cheerleader, you know, and I I think that's important. That's just a form of self-love that all of us kind of have to find in ourselves. It definitely is. You you definitely have to say to yourself, well, well, everything that I've done from the time that I started Instagram before it used to just be photos. And finally I was like, you know what, I want to be able to connect with people. And I said, the only way to do that is to be my true authentic self. And that's why I started the podcast, not to deliver like information or whatever, but just to put out content that I would love to hear. And that's what my Instagram is about. And that's what my YouTube is about. And if no one follows me, it doesn't matter because when you start, right, you don't have any followers. So who are you putting it out there for? You're putting it out there for yourself. So if only one person comes along, then that's okay with me because it had nothing to do with them. It had to do with me and proving to myself that I could do it, that I can get in front of the camera every single day, that I can get um, onto the podcast and create content that I can be brave and interview people because that's not always easy. You don't know that person, right? Right. So like with you two ladies, it's nothing for me to talk to you, but like now you're meeting other people like, wow, you don't know how they're going to react and how they're going to talk to you. So it's just constantly pushing myself and it's that daily growth that I'm working on. So Leslie, how do you, let's talk about your podcast, you know, let Mm -hmm. people know what, if they don't know what your podcast name is and 
um, what, what you do on the podcast, but, and then I also want you to expand on like, how does it compare to all the other avenues that you give out information? Do you enjoy it more? Do you find that you connect with people differently? You just kind of go through that. Yes. So my podcast is called A Reseller's Passion, which is my brand name. You can find me at Reseller's Passion, just Google, and then everything will come up, right? Um, But my podcast is just simply me. Um, I love the platform that it's on. I don't need a microphone. I don't need any special equipment. I had been thinking about doing one, but at one point I was like, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? And then I just said, you know what? I'm just going to start talking and put out content that I think I would like to hear. And then one day I said to my friend Kayla, can I interview you? I had never planned on interviewing. I'm not sure how you ladies were thinking in the beginning, right? I didn't think I was gonna interview anyone. I just was gonna put out information and then be motivational. And she said, yes, so that's how the interview process came along. But I also still want to be able to talk about whatever I wanna talk about. And it seems to really resonate with people anything that I talk about, like the numbers, like really amaze me. I may not be as high as some other people, but there's an audience there. And the messages that I get every single day have been so like uplifting. Um, At one point I wasn't going to even do any of this, but my husband was the one who encouraged me. Um, He went with me to my first Parsh Party Live Philly and people were approaching me and he was like, um, what? Really? What is going on here? And he was like, you cannot stop what you're doing. So every day I kind of think about that. And I've had moments where, you know what, I'm gonna go back to work. And he said, I don't care if I have to pay all the bills and get another job myself. You cannot stop what you're doing because now it's no longer about you. And so that's how I, I he honestly said that to me. And I've told him several times, you know what, I can go back to work. You're retired. You shouldn't have to. And he was like, no, I'm sorry. You're not, I don't care. And um, he's been the inspiration to keep me building. And so when I come to him surprisingly go, wow, guess what happened? Guess what? And he was like, all right, I already knew that. So Mm -hmm. that's what pushes me. And then the community, the love and support that they send me every single day really is the content. So I'm going through Instagram every single day and I'll go, wow, that person's kind of being a little bit negative. So let me create some content to kind of offset that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be the best customer, present the best customer service you can. So those are some episodes. Or when someone was talking about their love notes or someone's talking about ratings, those are the things that I try to talk about. Not controversial, but just from my perspective. It's always about my perspective. You don't have to like it or not. But then I also say that if it's bothering you or touching you in a certain way, then you really need to hear it because you know somewhere deep down inside that this is a message that you need to hear. You shouldn't be mean to your customers. You should always provide the best. So I just base it on what people are asking me for. Um, my DMs blow up every single day. And I try how, to- How do you manage your DMs, Leslie? I, no. I Because <laughs> you, you respond pretty fast. I know I'm blowing up your DMs on a regular basis. No. I literally, I answer every single DM but this is in the beginning, it was a little bit easier. So imagine, you know, I call everyone for people who don't know, you're my community members. You're not my followers because I'm not your leader. We're all in the same community. I started from the beginning, just like you did. So I have to take that into consideration that when a new person sends me a message, they really need some help, you know? Um, Because if I didn't reach out and answer Daniela, we wouldn't be friends today. Right. Right. So 
I just think it's really important to communicate now. With that, though, you can't give everything away and you can't give all your time away. So it depends on what they're asking you for, right? Like, I'm not going in and doing closet critiques. You know, I'm not getting into, like, how much money I'm making and all that other kind of stuff. I don't get into too personal because if you don't see it on my feed, I'm really not going to provide it to you. But I will, like, lead you in a direction of where you can go. I'm all about, like, if I know someone else lives in Rhode Island, then I'm going to send them Daniela's way. If I know somebody who lives in Massachusetts, I'm going to send them Lori's way. So that's what I try to do all the time but it does get overwhelming, but I do respond to every single person. Now, it may not be in the way that they they're comp- they want me to, because sometimes- Sometimes they will, just want They more. take advantage, yeah, they, they will take advantage. And that's how the, the ebook was birthed, <laughs> based on the questions that I get. Well, because then you have some place to say, if you have more yeah. questions, I'm gonna yes. lead you here. I just had exactly. my first um, consult coaching this week with somebody. And it, it was a result of her sending me a beautiful message and very nice. And she asked me and um, yeah, it, and, and I think it, it's hard to say, okay, well, I do offer X, Y, and Z for this much. Like I, I will always answer like a quick one-off question, but I think when people want more, um, they're just, I feel like it's a nice way to either, it gives people the option. You're not forcing it on them. You know, it gives exactly, them- exactly. Yeah. So I have another question for you, Leslie. You, sure. I know you have, you have a website, so you have your Shopify yes. website. I know yes. you also do other things like t-shirts and mugs and all of that. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at reselling platforms like a Poshmark or eBay or Etsy, and then you're looking at the websites that you can um, direct people directly to for your products or have products that can be created for people which one do you feel yourself leaning more towards as time goes on and how the world keeps changing in terms of the selling it will probably be anything that I don't have to physically send out in the mail yeah and so that is where my um I sell a company called Teespring which anyone can do you can you know I create a lot of my graphics on Canva which we love right yeah um I used to do this Teespring. I really like them because it has more of a website feel. I don't have to connect it to my Shopify the way that I had to do because it's spread shirt, it's printable. You can also add a couple of those sites to your Etsy. They are drop shipping sites. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with anything from another country. I didn't want to deal with um, anything that I knew people would want to keep returning. And so that would mess with my income. So t-shirts are always a good way to go. Mugs, I don't have to touch any of that. I just design it. And then what I do is because I sell it, I get like a little bit of a discount. So I order my own products. I design all my own shirts and then I order my products for giveaway. And that's a good way to promote yourself. So when you give away, then somebody's like, oh, I want one. So then you just direct them right to your website and there it is. So anything that's digital or I don't have to put my hands on because it is fun. I want to stay a part of the community. So that's why I've scaled down drastically i went from 1200 products on poshmark to now i have like 350 i think available items wow and it's more shoes and you know handbags um i do really well with lingerie but i was kind of it was too much and i'm pretty sure you can understand that you know product is a lot but i had to like really focus on what's going to work for me and since i'm kind of moving into a different direction i i think 
digital products will really be the way um, consultations will really be the way that will work. I feel like as your business has evolved, I mean, it's more and more apparent where your voice is so powerful as a motivator, as a coach, as a community builder, you know, and, and I think it comes through, even though reselling is where it started, I the path is becoming clearer and clearer the direction you should be going, you know, or not should be, but I can, right. I can see that yeah. it's more and more of your calling, you know, and that's how I decided to change actually. And, and I even said that on like that initial kind of podcast episode that, you know, what is kind of shifting more. So then I started changing my descriptions. If you go to, if you followed me in the beginning, now, you know, that I'm kind of putting out some kind of motivational things, you know, um, because it can get like depressing and this right, this time right now is really important for people to know that someone has their back and then also it's okay not to be okay. You know, so it, right. it's really important for me to let people understand that I am a human being. I feel like you feel, and let's do this as a community and support each other. Yeah. I find myself in this like middle road right now. And that's why I asked the question where, um, having, I had over 500 items mm-hmm. and I was finding that it wasn't, I didn't feel the same about reselling. Right. I had that many items and I felt like it was just not that I couldn't handle it, but it was just too much mentally to keep processing all of that and keep shipping all of that. And I just, I, it wasn't giving me the same kind of feelings that it did in the beginning. So now having the 170 items, whatever it is that I have right now, it's under 200. Um, I have a different feeling towards it. And I feel like, and I, and I have a website that's going to be coming up and it'll still have new and thrifted items, but I just see myself going in a completely different direction. And I, and you ladies know this, and um, mm-hmm. I've always said that, you know, I've always wanted to be a business owner. This is nothing new, you know, and I just didn't know which direction I was going to go in. And I feel like I'm in this crossroads now where I kind of have to, not that I have to pick one specific path, but I see myself leaning towards the, the more website, digital based, um, less of the, clutter in the home but still right. offering a product in various forms so I, I find that my mindset my mindset is shifting and um, it, it's a tough struggle because a part of me still wants to be involved in that reseller aspect that it was before and I, it still is but it's just changing it's evolving I guess is the way to to really describe. And that's okay, Daniela. I mean, I think being on Instagram, on YouTube, having a podcast where we're kind of sharing our thoughts all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, what, how I felt about something two months ago can be completely different. And I may have been preaching about it on my YouTube channel two months ago, and now I feel completely different about something. And, and that's okay. I mean, that's all part of the growth, I think. And I think like Leslie's path has become more and more clear. I believe yours will become more clear and mine will change. And, you know, it, things are always evolving. So I think you should give yourself time until that comes into focus. Yeah. And I think, go ahead, Leslie. No, I was going to say, I agree with Lori. Like, um, because I know Danielle a little bit better than you, Lori, believe me, I would love to get to know you more (laughs) one-on-one. But because I know her more, um, I saw from the day that I met her who she was going to become. And she knows I was telling her that, like, you can start a podcast, you know, I can see and I can hear, almost hear everything in her head. Um, 
the direction that she wants to go in, the kind of person that she is. And definitely it's okay to be at a crossroads because I'm the same way. I feel like if I clean out everything in my closet, my Poshmark closet, now I won't have the community that I'm so close to, all the friends and everything. So I try to keep a little bit so I can kind of stay there. But then the cool thing is everyone is just coming along with me. And yeah. so that's the thing that's great that they, because people don't understand, like, like I'll use Daniela Kush and Lori, they both changed their name, but your name of your business is not who you are. And that's not who the people are looking at. They're looking at Daniela and Lori and Leslie. And so that's what I try to tell people. Your brand is not your name. It's who you are. Your brand, when they see it, they know that it's Daniela. They know that it's Lori and they know that it's me. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's all about. So I had to come to that realization too, that it's okay for me to do some things differently, that I'm not going to lose people. If I lose those people, those aren't the people who were supposed to be along for this ride anyway. But the community actually has grown more because they're like, you know what, Leslie's putting out information that we need to have and we some kind of food for thought. So it is definitely okay to change because the people who are for you will always be for you. Yeah, I agree. And I remember when my daughter quit dance, which we talked about in our interview, Leslie, and how devastated I was, I thought I was going to lose that community. And that was my life and like terrified, like it was my social life. It was, it was like this avenue for my daughter. We went away with these families. And honestly, I am still so close with some of the people I called, like things will pop up on Facebook from like a dance competition three years ago. And you know, people tag me and all oh, my dance family forever. And it, it's true. Like the people who are really meant to be in your life, they will be with you in five years, whether you're a reseller or wh wherever you end up, you know, and I also agree with the whole logo thing and your branding and stuff like that. When I was working on my website, I was going between two of my logos back and forth, back and forth. What do I want to be the the face of this? And do I like this one, that one? And in the end, I'm like, <laughs> logos don't matter. I'm going to put a picture of myself because it's me. Right. <laughs> like, and the, right. the logo became very much a small part of it. And I was just like, okay, well, that's kind of smoke and mirrors for me. Like, I just need to, to just be me, you know, and, and it is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's important to note too, that there's certain people. And I think that we can include ourselves in this group that are kind of the trendsetters in the yeah. selling world right now. And mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of shifting yeah. The way that resellers are looked at online and, and, you know, what reselling really means. And I think it's interesting because we kind of came in later on than everyone else that's quote unquote exactly. like famous, right? You know, like the more well-known um, resellers that are out there across all platforms. So it's interesting to see how we are kind of shaping what's out there. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. I think it's, uh, it's important to realize that we are contributing a lot more than what we real, than what we can tell. And one of the things that we're contributing, which we all have done and which I'm going to do more, which I've done over the years is basically giving back. Like all of the businesses that I've had, I give a percentage. And I think people need to talk about that more the way that you ladies are talking about, like giving a couple dollars or a percentage of what you're making to an organization so that others can benefit from it you know and i think it's really important that not all the ways taking but showing that you're giving so other people will know that it's okay to give and support doesn't matter what you support because i support you know autism delaware and hydrocephalus association and it's really important to me and um yeah i definitely think that's a direction that we're going in and things that we support 
Yeah. 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 And I mean, I even think some of the bigger resellers, they're just on a different path in their journey too. I mean, I don't hold them at any more, any more responsibility or anything than we should have. I I just, I feel like their journey has changed too, because they were maybe where we are three years ago. And so, you know what I mean? Like, and there are new people on the scene who will probably come more into focus three years down the road. So it's just interesting because the community has gotten so big, you know? Yeah. I'm happy to be here anyway because I'm like I'm 50 so I'm still kind of figuring things out and that's the, why I'm always surprised that I, I get so much from the community I'm always surprised so I, I I definitely feel like I started late and I still don't understand a lot you know when it comes to editing and just anything but it, it is enough for everyone and that's just really how I feel about it and everyone has a story to tell. And I think that comes down to you being you, though, Leslie. Like, the editing doesn't matter. People are showing up for you. <laughs> no, no, truly. No, I mean, they're showing up for you. They're not showing up for, you know. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. it helps. Yes. Like, I, I struggle with that, too, as you know. Like, I, I yes. want better con, uh, better videos and, like, quality-wise. And I have this camera I still can't freaking figure out. And it's going to be death of me. And, uh, and, uh, but, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, okay. So, well, yes. I tried, but there's still... <laughs> But like you keep showing up and you're why they're coming back, you know? Oh, well, I appreciate that so much. (laughs) It's true. So Leslie, is there anything that you want to add to this conversation that you want to talk about? No, I, I, the biggest thing for me is community. Um, It's actually been that way from the beginning. I've been that way since I was young, kind of bringing people together. And um, through my personality, I love giving back and I love loving people. So the one thing I really just want to say to the community is that just start where you are. That's the first thing. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Um, I was just on um, Posh and Coffee this morning and someone asked me personally in someone else's Posh and Coffee, like how to get started. And I say, stop talking about it and just kind of get started write down a few ideas and play around with them you don't have to release anything show it to your friends or whatever or get to the video that you feel comfortable with and then put that out you'll never know until you release it you know I talked myself into it for three weeks and then I finally said you know what I put on a clean shirt and sat down and filmed a 30 minute YouTube video and that was the beginning of it all so just don't compare yourself to other people reach out to people if that one person doesn't respond go to the next person Mm -hmm. and um, just be willing to learn and do not compare yourself to others the most important part about that Everyone started at the beginning. So if you're looking at a person right now, you started watching their videos today. You you have to go to the beginning and not even the middle. Start from video one and then you go, you know what? Aha, there it is. Stop looking at them from where you see them now. And then you'll understand that we all had a beginning. We all have a middle. And then life is just a journey process. I love that. I purposely will never take down my first video because I think it's inspiring for other people to see how many mistakes I made. And it inspires me to, to see how far I've come. And I think it's, it's just part of the journey. And so I think it's important to keep your beginning there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And that's going to be you, Daniela. Yeah. Oh, my first video is going to stay until the end of time. <laughs> I love that first video. I thought though. it was great. So Marco was chilling like, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just, just cats. Like, yeah, Daniela, you're like a beautiful spirit. So like, 
I appreciate the fact that you're so humble about it. And then you didn't think it was good. But even Lori just said to me, people keep coming back because of who I am. And that's really what it's about. It's because I still don't think, my, I'm like, you know what? I'm not editing. I'll hit the, you can see me hitting the pause <laughs> or hitting the stop with my hand. And that's my video. But it's, you're just great just the way you are. And people are going to keep coming for you. Well, thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, so now it's time for our take it or leave it segment. Leslie, are you familiar with our take it or leave it segment? Um, not really. I don't, I usually end it at this. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to I'm know. Sorry, guys. I love you. <laughs> Thanks for the support, Leslie. Thanks. That is hysterical. Should we cut it? <laughs> Why don't we do half of these? <laughs> All right. Well, we're making you play now, Leslie, just okay. for that. Okay. <laughs> That's true friendship. That's real honesty right there. Yeah, yeah. no, let them listen anymore. Pass that. Oh, I have nothing but love for you. <laughs> we should have done shoes for Leslie and handbags. We've already covered those. But she would have enjoyed that more. I'm ready. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. Lori, Lori, you can you can lead on this. Okay, so we are going to talk about mall brands today, which we may have touched on one other time before. But we're going to talk about the brand, and let's just for the sake of time, since we're you know we're at our hour now, but mm -hmm. let's just say maybe your favorite thing to sell from them, or like what what you would migrate to to sell, and okay. um, we'll just go through. Or maybe you, you don't want to buy sell it at all, or maybe you love the brand. So let's just go quickly. We're going to start with Madewell. One hundred percent Madewell jeans. I will totally sell Madewell jeans. Um, they sold for me in the past, so I'm going to say yes. Yep, I'm a yes too. The higher the rise, the better. Yeah, ma'am. <laughs> All right, number two, J. Crew. J. Crew jeans. The I'm new label. New I'm still going to pass on J. Crew. I can't move J. Crew at all in my closet. Okay, I I like J. Crew. I actually don't sell many of their jeans, although I love their toothpick jeans for myself, but um, I do well with their like printed blouses and sweaters and things of that nature. So I, I do like J. Crew. I've struggled with their bathing suits. I bought a bunch on retail arbitrage and they've been sitting forever. Um, totally. So yeah. All right. So next is Athleta. Um, All day. See, <laughs> I'll pick up their leggings if they're priced right, mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't, I don't search for it. Okay. Yeah, I don't search for it, but I, if I find it, definitely. I've sold every piece of Athleta that I've had. That's great. I like Athleta. I think it's kind of underrated. There's so much of a yeah. focus on Lululemon, um, but I feel like it goes in waves for me. I'll have certain pieces that sit forever and other pieces that sell really quickly. I'm staying, a, not staying away from, but I don't get as excited of over like the tank tops and things like right. that. But yeah. Leggings. And I personally like more pattern leggings just because yeah. they're easy to photograph. I hear that, that's, you know, athleta wear is selling right now because people are home and exercising more. That's what's moving in a lot of people's closets. They tell me eBay and on Macari as well. Yes, I've heard that as well. So yeah, I do I do like Athleta. Um, okay, Gap. This is funny because I think I had like seven Gap boxes in my lorry. So I obviously like the brand personally. Um, but Gap doesn't sell for so so great. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't I don't really so I'll if I'm at the bins and I find like a cute gap sweater or something, I'll pick it up. But other than that, I'll I'll pick it up for myself all yes. day long and wear it, but to resell, not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm a no for reselling, but I will wear. Gap used to be, it was like a 10-year span when all I wore was Gap. So, but, but not yeah. to. 
I, I always find these categories really interesting where across the board, we're all like, I like Gap. I like Gap. I wear Gap every day. It's in my wardrobe. And then none of us will pick it up for reselling. It's, like, it just won't like sell. It's like other people thing. out there wearing Gap. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's um, true. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think this next brand, um, similarly, uh, American Eagle is a younger brand, but I like their jeans. High American, rise. Thing. Yeah. American Eagle, newer, newer American Eagle. If it's priced right, I like to sell the jeans more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if I find it at the bins, I always pick it up, but at the thrift store, it's gotta be $4.99 or under. Yeah. Okay. I'm with, I'm going to say yes as well. I've actually sold several different things in the American Eagle category, and I'm definitely, definitely a yes. And um, $4.99 is our everyday price, so. <laughs> oh, must be nice. <laughs> she doesn't shop at Savers and yeah. right? Oh, no, no, no. This area. Um, I actually sold a Gap piece in a bundle yesterday, and I sold an American Eagle denim shirt in a bundle yesterday. So the, the Gap shirt was black, new with tags, and then the American Eagle was a denim button-down or pearl snap. So neither are pieces that I would migrate to, because I think more like 1969 line for Gap, I like sometimes right. an American mm-hmm. Eagle denim or jeggings. But yeah, I, two pieces sell yesterday. But yeah, I, I'm in agreement with both of you on American Eagle. Okay, next one is Victoria's Secret. Nope. Not doing it. it. Mm. it I can sell the lingerie. I've sold tons of Victoria's Secret lingerie. Um, I used to have a Poshmark closet that was strictly pajamas. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I just couldn't oh. keep up with it. Yeah, it was called Pajama Love. I, it was last year I had it. And I just couldn't sell, keep up with it with the sharing and everything. So I closed it. But Victoria's Secret sells well for me in terms of lingerie, nothing else, not tops or anything like that, bra sell. And mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I sold a bra in one of the bundles yesterday, and um, mm-hmm. I so there's some of their sportswear stuff does okay. I hesitate more with pink because I feel like it's just younger, and I'll put yeah. pink, I'll put pink up, and it will get 300 likes, and then nobody wants to pay for it because I feel like most of the people liking it are like 18 and under, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> Poshmark account. Um, right. Victoria's Secret though, I do pretty decent with their pajamas, lingerie as well, Leslie as you, and yeah. I've done pretty well with the gold tag, the vintage. Yes. Yes. Uh, Victoria's Secret that does pretty well. So yeah, it's a maybe for me. It, it depends on the on the piece. Okay, so next we have Macy's brand. So Charter Club, INC, Style and Company, that sort of stuff. So for me, if it's my own pieces because I wear those brands, I pick them up for myself. If I'm cleaning my closet, then I will list those pieces. But other than that, I don't search for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no right now. When I first started selling on Poshmark, anything really sold. So even all the brands that you've named, they used to sell, but it's because of trends changing. I'll say no, but before I could really sell those, those items two, three years ago. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I struggle with Macy's brands. I just, I don't, I'll buy Style and Company for myself and INC, I think also has some cute pieces, but I did sell a Macy's uh, bundle box. That's, that was one of my first things to go. But, um, but generally I don't pick those things up unless they're new with tag and at the bins and maybe I'll bring them to a consignment store or something like that. Um, But those would be a bins pickup and only new with tag. And our last brand of the day is Michael Kors. Michael by Michael Kors. Um, if I find a cute piece at the bins, like a coat or something like that, mm-hmm. then I'll pick it up. Other than that, it doesn't, it doesn't move for me. Yeah. 
it really depends. Like Danielle was saying, I just, I actually did just sell a cute pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on the kind of cute factor to it. Otherwise I wouldn't gravitate toward if I'm at the bins and I see something, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah. I, I don't buy Michael Kors stuff for the name at all. It's almost like I'll, I'll pick it up if it's cute, despite the name, because I don't really feel like Michael Kors does super great for me. Um, sometimes, like you said, like, like shoes or handbags, maybe outerwear, like you said, Daniela, I've had some success with like a, like a wool coat, Michael Kors, but yeah, you know, these are all those, those tough, tough calls, but you know, these are also <laughs> a lot of bread and butter brands that could make, um, someone's closet do very well if that's if that's your niche and you're into the fast flip like a 15 20 flip like a lot of these brands would fit into that bucket or if you're looking to do um almost like a bundle sale if you're doing like a five for 25 kind of thing and right. you find these pieces at the bins especially that's a lot of people are doing that right now these brands i feel like would do really really well with that because people would buy them, their outfits for themselves. It's five for 25. Perfect. You know, and sure. that's easy, an easy purchase for someone. There's something to be said about these brands though, because they still do sell and they still do, they still do move, but the price point that you have to, that you buy them at and the amount of money that you make is very different than if you were to sell. Um, I don't know, like, like, um, I don't know, give me a brand like Tory Burch or something like that. Yes. Right. Yeah, and it and it's still crazy to me if I were to to go onto the Michael Kors website right now or American Eagle for that matter. And I say this all the time. I have purchased American Eagle jeans live with my children, and they're like, buy one pair, get one pair half off. And I walk out of there spending like seventy dollars on two pairs of American. For real, Eagle. it's crazy. Die. Yeah, it's crazy. But like, mm -hmm. that's what they want to wear. But then the resale. Is, so it's crazy to me when I go to these websites because a lot of the times we can't move them on our platform as fast as we would like to and then they're what the website they're they're selling for a lot of money <laughs> I know. I know. all right well that was fun that wasn't so bad leslie was it no so now i feel guilty i'm gonna have to start listening to <laughs> all right then i'm glad you feel guilty <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we'll have to switch it up a little bit it gets sometimes we've had a couple weeks where like are we gonna do take it or leave it but like <laughs> Uh, maybe we can start thinking of a new segment at the end. Um, but Leslie, thank you so, so much. You were always inspiring and it just really made a lot of sense to Daniela and I to have you on the show because you are part of our story. Well, you're a part of mine as well. And I just want to say to you ladies that I'm so proud of both of you. I love you very much. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future. Oh, thank you, Leslie. We love you too. Thanks, Leslie. Love you too. All right. <laughs> Big okay, take care. Here. All right, everybody, take care. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.